Hey, what's going on, guys? So, today I did a podcast with two of my oldest friends. I've known these guys for over 20 years. My boy Chris Braganza and Jonathan Vallejo. They're brothers. They're my brothers. I grew up with these kids playing backyard football. We went super balls deep into the tragedies and horosities. I don't think that's a word, but I'm going to use it. Into what's going on in Venezuela. They're from Venezuela, so they're super into it. Super political activists. Activists. Can't talk. So, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast, episode number 10. Welcome to the podcast, where my guests and I talk about anything and everything from sports, relationships, politics, movies to TV shows, current events, and conspiracy theories. No topic is ever off limits, and it's always uncensored. I'm Ben Borges, and this is Man Chatter. No, it's not, gonna, it's not gonna work, bro. <laughs> Third world improvisation style, nigga. For real. Alright, Chris, man. So we're that me and John are definitely gonna rely on you for to tell us what the fuck is going on in Venezuela. Cause all right, I can I is, curse? Yeah, bro. Yeah. It's, it's uncensored, man. I don't play that shit. Oh Venezuela is crazy right now, man. Uh they just did the uh these major protests that have been planned. For the 19th specifically today, because they've been protesting for a while already, mm-hmm. um, but conditions have been worsening. Uh, since since they are protesting more, the government is doing more and more tactics to mess them up. Uh, for the last year or and more, they've been protesting uh, slowly and in some days, and they, they do what are uh, like they stop the whole country, they stop working. But all that happens is they do protests, and then they get shot at, and and some of them killed. Um, so what the government has been doing as of late this last year, they've, of course, they've been changing like the inflation rates to make the value of the currency go down, which means that they can't, you know, use their money to buy food and inflation has been destroying them. So they, there's barely any food and the food that is there costs so much to get. The people are dying of hunger. Even people who have money are dying of hunger because it's so rare to even find certain items. There's no medicine. And so these people are the, the government specifically doing that to hurt them, to hurt their protesting. Um, and now that the country has now hit like a low where, you know, people are literally dying of hunger, picking out, you know, food from the trash. Um, they they're saying that there's nothing else that can be done, that they have to protest because literally the country is dying. Um, and as, if you guys have noticed, or at least here in Miami, the Venezuelan population has exploded, especially in the last couple of years. Um, and what's happening now is that these people now on the 19th today, this was supposed to be the day that they were going to sign a new uh, democratic constitution to take this guy out and start new elections. The problem was that, you know, when you do social media campaigns for these protests, the government also knows and they were prepared. Right. Basically, they met them full force and basically they didn't even allow a lot of protests to even get started because they were shooting people on the streets. Uh, they have water tank cannons and stuff that they control the population with because they know that if they start killing too many people, then uh, international you know, like uh, agencies will start to notice and maybe there'll be some type of intervention. Uh, but the reality is that these people, even now, right, they're, they're protesting, but they don't even have any structure to the protests because, first of all, they're, going, they're, they're doing peaceful protests against people 
mm-hmm. who are literally shooting against them. So there's mm-hmm. like a war with people who don't even have guns because in Venezuela, they already took away all the guns a long, a long time ago. You get me? Like there's, they can't defend themselves. They're, they're using makeshift made up weapons to fight off people with like M16s and all kinds of craziness. Um, and so now, basically, what we're doing now, like right right now as we speak, uh, the opposition just basically said that uh, we're going to continue to go out on the streets and march. And today wasn't like, uh, you know, everyone didn't show up. Everyone that didn't show up today to show up tomorrow and the coming days because they're hoping that this is what's going to be this because they've tried this before. Unfortunately, it's failed. You know, there wasn't enough of a movement. People didn't really do anything but now people, it seems like a lot of people are participating and it's a possibility that in the coming days, something might happen. But I'll be honest with you. I don't believe in elections because what's happened now is that that government will fake elections. They'll, they will uh, basically cheat and they will act like they ran a, a, a campaign and when the elections come through like they did last time, they'll be like, oh, we won by 51%. And then, right, you know, seven before. And oh yeah, because the last election that Maduro did after Chavez died, basically he won by one percent. And I'm like, man, this is so fishy. And then later on, it came out that they had burned ballots and they had done all kinds of stuff to, you know, to rig the election. And that's what we'll continue to do. That's what always happens in in an authoritarian dictatorship, like in like Hussein and Gaddafi. This isn't a new story. This is what happens around the world all the time. Uh, to, you know, like, dictatorships. This is... The only problem is that Venezuelans, traditionally, they're very politically active. If any country can, you know, do it, it's these people now. Because if they don't, they might end up like Cuba. So, I guess, I mean, my question being an outsider, like, what what is the end game for the government or just for this president? Like, I don't know how it works. Like, if it was... Like, it, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, I mean, what's crazy is going on. Like, it doesn't make sense that, like, these soldiers are firing amongst their own people. Like, don't, wouldn't they have, like, family possibly in that crowd? Yeah. And how are they that brainwashed? Like, I don't know how you get to this level where you see your people starving. You know what I mean? Like, and me and John can speak, like, just being a soldier, like, I wouldn't be able to take that order. You know what I mean? Like, hey, these people are talking to you really loudly, so you got to shoot them? Like, I don't see the... I see a huge disconnect between that. Like, I don't understand why the soldiers are doing it, not dropping their arms and being and actually defending the country, not just this government. You know what I mean? Because you don't you serve the people. You don't serve the government. Like, that's the way I feel about it. Like, I don't understand that disconnect. So what's the end game with what's his name? Fuckface? I don't I, I refuse to say his name. His name Maduro. is Nic- Nicholas Maduro. Right. Yeah. This guy, his end game is this. Every time that he's been this guy was a patsy for this guy this guy's not a genius this guy's not a leader of men this guy wasn't a a sergeant who led men and did all this this guy was just this is the fat joe to fucking chavez's big pun and this the truth is that this guy he ain't shit compared because chavez i've even said this and people don't like when i say this chavez was a way better leader than this guy chavez actually gained the presidency and he had ideas this guy this guy doesn't even pretend to have ideas. This guy is like just honestly his family has gotten super rich and all they're doing is really moving drugs and stealing from the Venezuelan people. The Venezuela, Venezuela is rich in oil, in oil reserves and they've been basically just liquidating reserves and selling them to yeah. countries for pennies on the dollar and basically just China. 
pocketing the money. And so, for example, Maduro's family lives here in Miami, and they're fucking disgustingly rich. And basically, yeah. all they're doing, and that's his end game, is be benefiting his pockets and his friends' pockets. That's it. There, there is no benefit to Nicolas Maduro. The, the end game that the, the Venezuelan people want problem, because now they're saying, "Hey, we want elections. We want elections." People on the street are saying, fuck elections. We want to kill Nicolás Maduro. We want this guy out of power no matter what. He either gives up the seat or we're going to have to take his life like Gaddafi or like Hussein. This guy is a dictator. Mm -hmm. He's killing people. He's killing children. The people that are dying aren't 53-year-old people. It's 19-year-old college students protesting for a better life. Those are like, yeah. you know, like that, those are real people dying. It's... It's a shame. The end game is to get this guy out of power for the people. And that guy, his end game is just to get richer. Stay yeah, and I'm looking at that video. I'm looking at the video of the 19-year-old kid on the streets bleeding like he's just he's there. Facebook is going to take it down eventually. I just, it just got posted. No, they won't. They didn't take down that murderer guy. They won't take that down either. Yeah, but I mean, he's there. It's not like, you know, you don't see that. You're not going to see that in the news. And he's just in a pool of his own blood. But, I mean, Maduro, Chris was talking about a dictatorship, that it will become what it, it, it is. I mean, he, him or the officials have said that they're going to they're going to block any recalls for, you know, if, if, if Venezuela attempts to recall him, they're going to block it. So, yeah. What what recourse do you have as a country, as a people, when the legal, you know, the proper channels that you go through mm -hmm. are blocked? No, they say, no, we're not going to recognize you. We're, not, we're just going to block. Well, then you're left to peaceful protest or eventually violence and take them out. I mean, yeah. what 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 recourse do you have left as a people when when the other it's just when everything you've been told is a lie? No, it's yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know. Yeah, and all the, the Venezuela has been oil rich for forever, you know. And, and and you know part of it, and, and I mentioned this to to family. Maybe they don't like to hear it. Like if you go over there, you were paying cents for a liter, like cents for a gallon of gas, right? And and probably that that probably shouldn't have been happening. It maybe should not have been given away to the people, like it was. But at the same time, like it's being given away on you know pennies on the dollar to China. You know these ridiculous contracts that they signed signed with China to bring. Uh, railroads and technology and whatever bullshit excuse they did, you know, they, they made up and it was a guy's and, and Venezuela's bleeding money. Like this resource that they have, they're giving it away. This resource that they have to get out of, of the poverty and the, 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 the super, the mega inflation that they're in right now because inflation is supposed to be like 2,000% by 2018. It's supposed to go up by 2,000%. I mean, Jesus listen Christ. to that. IMF said that it's supposed to go up by seven. I don't even know like the math. I don't even know like the math yeah. on that. And it, like, and, 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 if something's two dollars, yeah. like what's it gonna be but, in ten but, years? And like consider that the way that it is now, it's already fucked. Like inflation is already out of control. Twenty five percent unemployment almost in Venezuela, and and that's probably even underreported. It might be even higher than that. And yeah. two, imagine two thousand percent, and it's already. I mean, they're, they're in like a deep recession right now. And if they're not, you know, they, they will be, you know, the lines for food that, that has been going on, you know, Colombia opened up its borders to them so they can cross over and get some food because they were waiting in line to get food that was not there or for like meat that was, that was, uh, you know, right. old, months old, this rotten yeah. food, like it's poison. So it's fucking crazy. No, I, I think I saw the most I saw, I remember, it's kind of crazy. Like, I get a lot of my news from, like, Vice and stuff like that because they do, like, 
balls deep journalism, yeah. as I like to call it. Like they go in there for like an hour. I think that's what yeah. they And I watched, <laughs> yeah, and I watched the, uh, I watched one. I think that like they showed like the the small amount of like toiletries they had for women. It was like one tampon, and the line was like nine hours long. Yes. So like as soon as they opened, people got rushed in, stomped over. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have, like, toilet paper. I was like, well, how the fuck is this happening? And this was, like, over a year ago that I saw this. That's what that means. That was probably shot six months before that with all the editing. I was like, shit hasn't gotten any better. Yeah. So, I guess, like, my question is, a bunch of questions, honestly. It's like, at some point, are people just going to leave Venezuela altogether? You know what I mean? To just trying to find a better way? Let me expand. Because if, if, all, they, if all they've gotten is shitted on constantly and consistently... The 19-year-old kids that are being murdered on the street are going to be like, yo, fuck this. Yeah. Let's go to Miami. Let's go to not Ohio. Let's go to California. You know what I mean? Let's go to all these different states, all these different countries, Panama, move on. But they're they're leaving their country with nothing. Well, that's what's literally happening right now. Um, Basically, there's a new saying that Venezuela's number one chief export is professionals. Uh, Venezuela. That's what they Venezuela used to be actually back in the day uh, pretty developed out of the third world out of soccer we had actually a percentage of professionals uh, higher than most countries you know we are actually pretty well developed and we are you know we're famous for liberty you know our founding father uh, Simon Bolivar he found he liberated mm-hmm. all of South America like this guy That's was great. a G this guy was the epitome of liberty this guy was the real George Washington you know, he was going to liberate the world. <laughs> that's what he wanted to do. And he wanted to unite South yeah. America. He wa- That's just for what ha- what's happened now to Venezuela is so ironic because now you see exactly what you're saying. Uh, and that's been happening for the last couple of years, last two years, where now you see in, Ven- in, in Miami, uh, Venezuelan population has exploded. Across the United States, Venezuelan population has exploded. In Spain, the Venezuelan population has exploded right. everywhere. Everywhere. My family is in Chile and Argentina and all different types of places because that's what's already happened. It's all the young people. They've already known there's nothing going to happen here right now. And the problem is that that's what they're trying to change right now. They, they've hit a crisis. You get me? Like before it was like Venezuela, let's say 20 years ago, it was bad. You know, before Chavez, it was bad. Like Panama is bad and Mexico is bad. All the third world countries are bad. Right. But now it, it's yeah. like close to the worst is what it is you get me their life it's a crisis that it's either we stay here and starve to death or we die in a revolution like that's what they're pushing them towards that's where they're getting to that's how like desperate the situation is and people are there that now they're like no we're hitting the streets we're doing anything possible to get rid of this guy for change because we are dying we're dying as we speak um, yeah, and that's that's what it is. That's what the whole problem is right now. Um, and it's crazy because, uh, for example, I've been talking, I've been spreading a lot of information. I actually created a petition uh, for the United States to uh, basically sign an executive order uh, to intervene in Venezuela um, and basically to try to protect their human rights because basically they're not allowed to even protest, which is something that right. is necessary for democracy um, and, you know, the for existence of people to live, you know, free. Um, and right now, basically, there's... There's nothing that can be done peacefully, it seems. That's what we're trying to do is be peaceful because when you say outright, yo, this, this, we need to kill this guy, you sound a little bit you know, uh, enthralled or maybe too emotional about the subject. But it seems that at this point, that might be the only way 
that things might change in Venezuela. For these people to forcibly remove this man uh, like they've done other dictators. John, you got something? About the, no, mine go. You got go. some questions. All right, so um, I guess with with the movement, right? Like, you know, we none none of us were around in the '60s. You had you had a leader out of the movement, like Martin Luther King. I mean, you had uh, Malcolm X. All these people. Is there a leader yeah. for uh, the? I guess La Revolución. Like, is there somebody yes. there to be like, hey, motherfucker, I need I need to lead my people. I'm the guy who needs to do this. What's his plan? How how can he make it better? And you know what I'm saying? Like, tell me okay, about that. This is actually, I'm glad you asked that question. That's a great question. Um, That's what I do. In reality, I've, I've been doing in reality, in Venezuela, that type of situation is very complicated because there is what's called a manipulation of politics. Um, they've tried to get this guy, Nicolas Maduro, out several times. They try to get Chavez out. Um, and then we have what's called mm -hmm. the opposition. Those are the usually elites of rich people of Venezuela or right. well-known famous politicians against uh, yeah. the established order at the moment, right? Yeah. These guys have been trying to get this guy out. They've actually, remember the election I talked about earlier where they uh, found that they were burning ballots and whatnot and they had barely won? Well, basically... They, yeah. they, those are the same people. Those are the same people that they were running against, and that uh, you know uh, that that are trying to defeat this guy, and who are publicly out against him. But I, I've said this before. Leopoldo? Huh? Was that Leopoldo Lopez? No, that wasn't. Uh, that was Capriles. And oh, Raúl, uh, yeah, yeah, Capriles, and that guy. For example, he's still, like, I just saw him speak today, um, but people are tired of him, you get me? Because they feel that he, he's like a lame uh, opposition, not lame like, oh, he's dumb, like, it's like fake, he's a patsy, he easily rolls over. He, this guy, you get me, like, he had, he's already lost an election twice, one to Chavez and one to Maduro, and... Like, he rolled over after he lost. Everyone wanted, you know, him to call for a revolution at that time, and he didn't. So people are now like, no, this is a lame, patsy opposition who wants elections now, when in reality what should be done is taking this guy out of power and force that there will be no election that he can win again, because that's what's going to happen. And that's what now they're calling for. The real opposition leader is Leopoldo Lopez. He, right now, he... He is the leader that everyone wants. He is a Harvard grad. He is an mm -hmm. intelligent who has spoken passionately about, you know, a revolution, a change in, in government, and uh, he's been arrested. <laughs> he's been arrested he's for okay. over a year. Um, and that's what's been happening even before him. And that's why I spoke out uh, a while ago against, like, really to the Venezuelan people. When they took him prisoner... That's when they should have acted. That's when something happened. Mm -hmm. Something did happen. They protested, but it wasn't enough of a protest. There need, this protest needs to be the biggest in Venezuela's history. There is no, this is the greatest event that's happened that needs to happen to this country. If they're doing half-assed political measures, it's not going to win. When you let your leaders be imprisoned, you're not going to win. You need to... You know, mm -hmm. like that, that he is an intelligent man. He, people follow him. People still talk about him. People want him out of prison. The problem is that, you know, when you become a political prisoner in Venezuela, he's so famous. He might be dead. He might be dead. Who knows? But no, no, they've actually check on him every couple of months to make sure. Because seriously, there's been a lot of political prisoners in the past, guys who wanted to do the same thing he did, but died. 
You get me? As a political or disappeared, mm-hmm. haven't been heard of. You get me? They weren't as famous as he is, and I think that's the reason he's still alive. Um, and but that's what they're aiming towards. That that's basically what the opposition now is is asking of the government for them to leave the power for new elections and for all political prisoners, including Leopoldo Lopez specifically, to be released. Um, I I feel that if he is released, he runs the biggest chance of being elected president. If not assassinated, right? Because you got to have that. You got to say that with the possibility. Well, because that's that's what dictators and authority. That is a hard word to pronounce, by the way. Authoritarian. Man, you you don't even that that whole regime. Because that's like. (laughs) Cause that's like that's like what you know that's what they do that's what them bitches do like Putin you know what I mean all they do is kill and assassinate their opposition they don't actually face yes them. that's you know what I mean you el- you eliminate it it kind of shows your weakness yeah you know what I mean like I ra- I rather beat somebody one on one than than kill them and never and never have show you why I should be your leader and not just silence my opposition because then to me you're a bitch you know what I mean to put it in the simplest terms like let's take this back to the to the fucking monkey bars I'm gonna beat you one on one. And then we move on. If they man. did kill him, I think that's what they would show. I think they would show that weakness instantly, and the Venezuelan people would pounce. That's the only reason that I think he's still alive. He is still alive. Uh, they do like uh, they check on him. Like I said, his wife checks on him every once in a while just to verify. And but the, he is there. Vi- is there is there a video of him like alive? Because that, that a video be... of him a couple months ago where he you know the, I think what it was, and they showed him he was like super skinny. I think they let him out some kind of yeah. thing there and. And basically, they they got some video of him, but yeah, he's he's still alive. And regardless, the the movement will continue without him. Um, he would, to be honest, right. for him to die, would would only serve as him being a martyr, and would only strengthen yeah. the cause. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want I don't want him to die. But if he did, if he would serve kind of like uh, the the martyr that uh, Jose Marti served for the Cuban people, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that might be right, that might you. be the the that last, you know. It might be the last thing that Venezuela needs. Yeah, like that might actually push him over the edge. And it sucks to say that, but because he is mm-hmm. who the people want, and he's in prison for like some, like I think conspiracy or or arson or whatever. They probably charge some I think bullshit, they some terrorism. But you know, mm-hmm. but if if he if he ends up dying, that actually might be what pushes him over the edge. You know, and 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 as horrible as that is, that someone has to die, like the person that they want. You know. That might put him over the edge. It's, it's obviously I'm just I'm you guys are both Venezuelan. You know what I mean? I'm definitely coming at this like an outsider, and I don't like because what I what I think would happen because I I grew up I grew up in Panama. Like I've seen like I've seen dictators. You know what I mean? Not not that long. I had the good old drug dealer Manuel Noriega. Um, shout out to to Narcos. He was he was in that for a second. But uh, so it's like what happens is you have the people who are. Who are gaining, you know, gaining money and survive and making shit happen for themselves, right? And then the people who are starving, and even within those people who are starving, there's no unity, right? Because, yeah, given when Leopoldo, let's say, let's say he dies in prison because he's probably being starved to death, right? Like he's being probably tortured every day and all that terrible shit that that goes on in prison. So you're gonna have the people who are like, man, if they did this to him, what are they gonna do to us? I mean, you're gonna have those people. That's just natural, hum- natural human reaction. And then, but you're just hoping that like the millions don't have that reaction. We're like, yo, fuck that. We wanted him. Look what you did to him. You're not gonna do that. Can to I us. tell you something? I think we're kind of past that point because I, I, I've actually I used to say that to people. You give me your. At what point? What are you guys waiting for? 
Are you waiting for United States mm-hmm. to intervene or uh, for like the worst shit in the world to happen? Like what is what is the catalyst that needs to happen for you people to realize this is horrible. This is the worst it gets. If we stay like this, we're going to die anyway, which is what I think mm-hmm. is happening. It's really gotten to that point where, you know, we we underestimate how bad it is because we're not in it. You know, we think, oh, they're bad and right. they're learning. But what it seems like is things can't even get worse. You get me? Like things are just as bad as they possibly can be. And I don't know. I, I really don't think they're going to kill this guy. Uh, I, what I what I hope happens, honestly, is I hope that they're able to overthrow the government and basically by that, I mean, I hope they killed Nicolás Maduro, simply put. <laughs> that is the only- yeah, elim- eliminate the option of him yeah, running again. That's the <laughs> only way. Um, I've, I've said some pretty crazy things, man. Uh, I've never heard myself say, I said, kill him, kill his family, kill all, because it's, it's, it sounds crazy when you say it like this. But in reality, yeah, well, you kind of yeah. have to do, because his family right now also runs Venezuela. Like his, his, his uh, children uh, recently got put out on, like, on FBI reports because they got caught smuggling tons and tons of drugs out of the country, in and out of the drunk, in and out of the country. If I'm not mistaken, they were here in Miami not too long ago. I'm not sure if they're still here. I know his, his daughter is. She just bought herself like a huge crib here. Like all these people, all these people in his family, all the people in the military, they're the ones who are getting rich. You get me? That's why the military supports mm-hmm. him. That's why they keep doing that. You get me? But at the same time, you know, there's already that talk where, like, at what point are we going to hold these military people responsible too when things go down? Right. It should yep. just be Nicolás Maduro. Yeah. These people have been holding us captives, killing our children. There needs to be a, a huge change that happens because the established order is killing them. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, that it does. I, I'll give you this. It does sound crazy when you yeah. say it. But I understand why you're saying it because because let's say I, don't, I mean I don't know his family or, or honestly I'm not gonna say give a fuck because he's destroying the country but like if you have the oldest son he could be like I mean like the heir because he could run like let's say his father's murdered just his father then he could run and then people are gonna have empathy and sadness for him like oh my god he just lost his father and have like this momentary lapse where like forget all the shit that his dad did yeah. you know what I mean and like oh but the son might be better. Like, that's, to relate it back to what's going on here, that's what we got going on now, right? Like, Ivanka might not be that bad. <laughs> Jared might not be that bad. Oh, oh, so bad. Goodness. Fucking terrible. You know what I mean? But, and it's not, even, it's not even about the people having a lapse. It's about if his sons are still alive, you know, they'll just fall in and they'll rig the elections that they've done in the past. Yeah. So it doesn't, you know, people don't have to vote yeah. for him because they won't. He'll just win the elections because that's what's been happening. And exactly, because the, the other people, the people who fix the elections are still going to be set in that place. Right, so They're still going to make that thing exactly. happen. And, and I mean, you know what? And it's the, and the military force, because they are they must be, you know, compensated. They're the ones that are keeping yes. him. Power. What else does he have? Like he they control the people. And, he, and something pops off and these people that are unarmed and supposed to be peaceful military out into the streets. National Guard, like, what are you National Guard? You know, they send them onto the streets. Yeah. And that's who keeps the people mm-hmm. at check, and that's what's keeping him in power. Like, he loses that. What what, what else does he have? Yeah, all, it, all it takes, in my in my mind, like, all it would take is, like, the right colonel or the right general to be like, nah, fuck this. I want, you know what I mean? Right. I don't no. want the power. It kills him and kills everybody. 
that's no. most likely that that could happen, but that's not what I think will happen because that's what happens traditionally, let's say, in a dictatorship, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because sometimes dictatorships only beget other dictatorships when something like that happens. But in reality, what needs to happen, right, when let's say they do kill this guy, because it's crazy. When Chavez, right, he died in the middle of being president. So that kind of caught the country of cancer, off guard. Right? Yeah, it was cancer, and it came fast, and it got him. And uh, it left the country surprised as fuck. And they, and at that point, they were ready. They were ready to, like, yeah, let's let this shit go, man. It's been a while. And, and you know, like, they were kind of, but they got, again, duped by that whole election, uh, fake yeah. elections. Got in, what's this guy, the former president, uh, Carter. And he, oh, yeah, look, even Carter is here. And he's, uh, he's uh, you know, overlooking elections. And there's no rigging of it. Just because, And it was just a show like it always is. Um, and that's what is the problem. Um, they go through no ends. They have super manipulation tactics uh, that they can employ at every level. Um, they could hack the machines, which uh, has been shown that they do. They burn ballots. Um, they outright lie. If it wouldn't put it over my, you know, like it wouldn't go, you know, it wouldn't be too crazy to think that let's say they have elections and the other guys win outright. They lie and they say they won and it's contested and they still keep the power and we still stay at the exact same place because what is needed to take them out now is another revolution. You just give them more time, more time to prepare, and you, you kind of beat down the spirit of the people. Um, you, I'm telling you right now, these people need to do this today, tomorrow, this week. You can't keep this hostility like it's dissipating every time that you let you get me like you create this movement and it doesn't happen you break the spirit of the people in that movement you don't convince the others that are on the fence to jump on your side it needs to you know you need to do it and and it needs to be empowered and what i feel is the truth is what kind of what i think you thought earlier when you asked about leaders who is leading this? What's happening? And this is why I've become so vocal about this. There is no leaders. There is nobody. There is people on, on that I've looked on, even I see them on TV. In Venezuela, they have like one or two news channels, and they're both controlled by the government. So they give they, fake yeah. news. And they, they twist everything around and they don't show the real like things that are happening. And, for example, the run news ads are saying, oh, peaceful protests happened here. Uh, there was an instance of violence and they'll, they'll twist it so it seems mm-hmm. like nothing really happened. It was an accident. Misunderstandings happened. No, it's exactly what's happening. They're controlling the media. They're not allowing mm-hmm. the truth to be told. And what's happening is the people, they're confused. They don't know what the reality is, who's really dying, what needs to happen. And you have to remember, these people are simple people. They're poor people. They're not educated, you know, like the majority of them. Of course, there's educated people there, but the majority of them are what we call campesinos, you know, like just people yeah. who are poor. They, they haven't had good education. They haven't. And recently, these the new, even new generation is, is the worst because they really haven't had shit at all. You know, they've had very bad schooling, uh, poor nutrition, and what's the worst is the indoctrination. You know, they've been indoctrinated to believe right. or think this way and to be, uh, you know, to be submissive. So they're scared. They don't have guns. They don't have, like, the will to fight because literally their back is against the wall. So they, they are scared. A lot of people, that is the problem with this revolution, that it's going to take blood and people don't want to die. The problem is that 
you give me they're getting to the point where it's we're gonna die anyway so we might as well go out and that's what's happening because for a long time it's been how you said like how long are these people gonna wait and these people have been scared and these people have been trying not to fight all they can all they they've been trying to not set off the government because that's not that's not who they are as people yeah i get that yeah, and i mean like the, like the kid that's killed in the streets i mean he he was born into that he grew mm-hmm. up not that that's what he knows and so you talk about how do you perpetuate the, the government and the dictatorship bec- that people are born into this. That's all they know. And they, mm-hmm. they have no means to depend, defend themselves. But look, at the end of the day, the American Revolution happened, right? Like yep. people had to fight. They had mm-hmm. people died. It had to happen. You know, you know, it, Korea happened. It just at, at yeah. some point in time, you peaceful enough protests don't work unfortunately because you're <laughs> the government that you're peacefully protesting against is corrupt and no matter what you do nothing works so the mm. next step has to be that if no one from the outside is going to intervene then they have to take that revolution to the next step they have to and then chris is right like you hate to say that like you know I, i'm not gonna say they have to kill him but i mean they have to it, it's gonna get violent it has to you can say else, they gotta they gotta eliminate they gotta eliminate the option. They eliminate gotta, the, the yeah, the opposition, right? Because that's what they've been doing. Yeah, that's what they've been doing for, for decades pretty much. You know what I mean? Like and it sucks that he's a patsy, he's not an actual leader. He's just riding off the coattails of, of Chavez. Like that's that's fucking crazy. So yeah. God damn man, that's that's a lot to fucking that's a lot to take in. He's Pause. doing like econ- economical uh warfare against them. He's he said that if they protest against them, if they try to sign a, a new constitution, he's going to start launching missiles against his own people. This guy, he's garbage. Yep. This guy is not a he's not a real leader. He's yep. a sham. He's a fucking coward, bro. Is what he is. He's a coward. Oh, definitely. It's, it's, yeah, so. it's crazy. Like looking at it at a, on a global scale, right? It's like it's definitely crazy. Like how many of these people are out there, and how many of them take power. You know, like it's like I don't know. I don't know. It's always blown my mind how the vast majority of people don't feel that way in any country, right? Like most people are, are kind and, and you know what I mean and, and understanding. And so when you see something so incredibly ridiculously violent and disturbing, like how you don't stand up, how you don't speak up, you know, like I, I come from Panama. You know what I mean? It's not much different from Venezuela with campesinos and poor people and all that shit. They don't play that shit, and it's the same. And it's the same thing, like on a small scale. Like I was watching the Hands of Stone movie, right? So when yeah. Panama wanted independence from from the U.S., they were fucking in the streets every day, and it was all high school kids, like in their in their fucking uniforms, rioting and protesting, throwing rocks and fighting with the soldiers. Some of them were were Poli- Policia Nacional de Panama, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and they were like all this shit. Like it's crazy how often this happens. That somebody, I guess the people just don't learn, you know what I mean? And these people constantly get in power. But because you have, you like Chris said, like the economical warfare, where you take everything away from them, right? You take everything, and then you just hold this piece of bread, like, over their head, that they're going to be distracted by wanting that single piece of bread. And say, so now, fuck that, give me the loaf. Like, it's right behind you, I can see it. Like, I want more. This is my think, country, think about, too. Think about it, if you got to stand in line... For five hours to get bread? How the fuck can you even go protest? <laughs> I haven't eaten right. shit. I'm done. I need to go get food for my exactly. family, for everything. It's crazy. 
And then it's not it. even hours. They literally say those lines take like the whole day. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And there and th- you make that line not knowing what's going to be in that store. Yeah. Yeah, there's chances there's, there's no nothing there when you get there. It's it's insane. Uh that what's crazy is I've never seen a, a more of a time where leaders of the world are fucking egomaniacs like they yeah. it seems like it's crazy like they're out of a show or something. You have this crazy ass guy, Donald Trump, being president of the United States. You got Vladimir Putin, this fucking crazy, like he seems like he's the craziest one of all. He just hasn't really been doing anything. He's been making moves instead of talking shit. But it mm-hmm. seems yeah. now like he's connected to Trump and they've got this little thing going and now they, they act like they don't even like each other. And they're 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 posturing, talking about nuclear war, and Syria is in play. North, North Korea, Korea is in play. Yeah. Like, what's that's going a, on a, here? That's another one. That's another petulant. I like to call them petulant children. That's, that's what I <laughs> like. You got the Kim Jong Un, and you got Donald Trump. At some point, these two egomaniacs are going to do something really stupid at the cost of millions of people, and people are just like, "Now nah, they're not going to do nothing." All it takes, giving North Korea stupid. One of the, you know what I mean? Like, get, thankfully, they can't get a missile to work, but all they need is one. Like, that's the fucked up thing about it. They just need one yeah. missile to work. They don't need a hundred. They don't need a bunch. They send one, hits California, then what? Oh, but the other yeah. ones, then then, then what yeah. we'll hear is like, oh, but the other ones didn't work. No, 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 no. But then that's where, that's where they get the threat, and that's where they get the distraction of us, right? Not us, because we know what the fuck is going on. But, like, you, you start throwing out that possibility... Like, oh, man, we, we, man, we might have to eliminate North Korea. Like, you know what I mean? You get into that war, then here goes my whole argument with people were like, I like to call them Trumpians, is mm-hmm. that how does that make America great? Like, we're only great when we're at war. We went at, we've been at war for the last 250 years. Like, what's what's changed here? And nothing's know, really going to change there. Nothing. Nothing's really going to change there. Um, the United States makes no, like, uh, secret of the fact that they like to go to war and that they will continue to go to war for as long as they exist they feel that they are the hegemonic state uh, which means basically they're the world police uh, meaning that they're going to get in every single issue that ever happens from here on out as long as they exist because if they don't control the sphere of power someone else will try to and that would mean anyone who is going to try to take their place as let's say the superpower because the united states is known as the world superpower as they right. go the world goes um if anyone China, were to challenge them but if, if anyone were to challenge them you get me it would it, it would most likely lead to catastrophe they they've said those very things basically stating that there's no way that they're going to be taken out of power they would destroy the world before that happens um and i i've taken classes from like us senators who basically just speak that way um they're just no matter what happens in syria um or any part of the middle east asia anywhere um they're going to get involved heavily um, the, the point is to be strategic about how they get involved in certain places to not stretch themselves out to be too thin. Um, right now, though, Trump is uh, hitting on all cylinders, man. Um, attacking Syria like yeah. nothing. Like, I don't even understand. You know, like, things things are getting pretty intense rapidly. I, I think quicker than I've ever seen ever. Yeah. Like, uh, he has multiple problems with multiple leaders all like in the span of a couple of months. And in the, these, this last month, it seems like he's picking up the warfare 
the warfare topic, you know, he's bombing Syria. He's talking. It's a distraction, man. It's a distraction. It's all a distraction. From? Hey, don't look over here. Ru- Russia don't own us. We're gonna bomb some people. Hey, hey look. <laughs> over, hey, don't worry about Russia. I'm gonna. Dro- we're gonna drop. First of all, real quick. I know John wants to get in. I just, I just have a question, man. How do you drop the mother of all bombs, but only kill ninety people? Like, how, how do you, how do you drop a bomb that, that goes like a mile wide, an explosion or whatever? You only kill ninety people. I don't, I don't. That's terrible efficiency in my, in my mind. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna bomb ISIS, you're gonna drop something called the mother of all bombs. You better kill like a thousand of them. I don't know. Maybe it's a little callous of me. But go ahead, John. What were, you, what were you gonna say? No, when Chris mentioned that the U.S. is a world police and they'll get involved in any any anything that pops off. Yeah, it's it has to be in our own best interest because other than you know if that were the case, they would have intervened in Venezuela a long time ago. <laughs> and you know what's crazy is that you know Venezuela was an exporter like they they had business relationship relationship with the u.s you know but no, uh, but remember that i i think that you're oversimplifying things with venezuela because i, I guarantee 100 percent the fucking united states is licking its chops at venezuela uh the only difference is that you just can't willy-nilly go into a country no and of course start making, you know like but, and i think this is the the, front, the beginning of it and can i tell you something what happened Russia would even even intervene with something like that in Venezuela. It would have to be you give me the it has to be international agencies that set something off that say, look, this is a human rights violation. People are dying. People are doing it to to push the United States to do something. Possibly the problem is the United States right now is is a bit too thin. You know, like it, it's in the Middle East. We're spread out too thin. Yeah, we're spread out everywhere. We can't. Yeah, we, we can't be everywhere. We can't be the world's police for like five hundred thousand people. Well, <laughs> we we have to be, but uh, apparently, but the the reality is that that's what they're gonna try, and they have to be strategic about it. They just bomb Syria and get into Venezuela. That's just not the way it can work yeah. for them. They just got to be smart about how they move forward. What they really, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you if there wasn't if there was somebody else in the presidency. Like he doesn't understand what he's talking about. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't. And I don't. And I don't want to. And I don't mean. And I don't mean to like belittle him. Or anything, just like, just listen to him actually speak. Like, think about, think about this shit right here. Like, I'm 33. John, you're older than me or younger 33. than me? You're 30, 33. 30, yeah. 30, Shut your mouth. Yeah, We're a couple 33. months apart. <laughs> first of all, you still don't have a full beard. <laughs> Shut your fucking I gotta mouth. keep it shaved for work, all right? First of all, it's, it's really disrespectful that the youngest one, fucking Eric John, is the be- the one with the best beard. We're going to have to talk to him about That's this the shit. Best we can have a show on he's, he's doing some shit to it. It doesn't, doesn't Human growth hormones. But... Yeah, absolutely. He's been he's injecting his face yeah. though, like <laughs> HGH right to yeah. the cheeks. So, uh, <laughs> so what I was gonna say was like just if you just listen to him speak, like I can't remember in the history of me, right? That's all I got. Ever using the word bigly, like in a sentence at any point, you know what I mean? If you just the the, more, the simplest dumbest shit that doesn't make like I watched an interview with him yesterday with Fox News. I didn't watch Fox News. I just watched a clip. <laughs> And he didn't even know who Kim Jong-un was. You know what I mean? Like he was like, oh, uh, yeah, the Clintons wrote a book about him. But he was talking about his dad, not yeah. him. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't know what he's doing. And that's what's the most terrifying. Like he dropped the mother of all bombs. Like, hey, I'm going to just do this on a Tuesday real quick. Bam. They said that supposedly you know he know had I mean? no input on that and that the general, uh, he, he. That's what they said, though. 
Yeah. It's just a regular uh, type of bombing. Look, I- I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it-, it sounds a little fishy when you drop the mother of all bombs, the biggest non-nuclear bomb in your arsenal, and the president has no knowledge about it. I think that that sounds fishy. Uh, but still, that's, ter- that's terrifying. Like that, you can't you can't do that because, like, let's say us three, right? We've been friends for over twenty right. years, right? Since before middle before middle school. If we all still lived in the same area, if John did some stupid shit, but I'm the leader of the club. I can't have that's that's dissension. Like I can't have somebody else making some crazy ass decision like that without me knowing it, or vice versa. If John was, the, you know what I mean. If John is the leader, like yo, we're gonna go to war with these niggas now, or Chris, oh, we're gonna go to, go to war with them. Like hold on, man, you, you're spreading us out too thin, and you have it's clear that you have no plan. Like there's there's you're putting people's you're putting milit as they like to call it military advisors' lives at risk that are actually soldiers. We me and John both know that. A risk for stupid reasons. Like it doesn't it doesn't make sense. So yeah, they would they would have already gone into to Venezuela. But there's no financial interest and there's no and there's no reason for them to do it because they're they're spread out so thin and you're paying soldiers less and less. More and more soldiers are committing suicide. But nobody talks about those things that hey, we dropped the mother of all bombs. Like the VA's still a piece of shit. Right. Nothing's getting any better. But hey, we dropped the mother of all bombs. That's not freedom, man. Like there shouldn't be, what is it, what's the stat, like 22, 23 soldiers each day kill yeah, themselves. 22 vets every day, yeah. Every day killing themselves, Every man. single day. Like, my, Bad, I... my brother my brother had a, had a dude in the barracks last week kill himself. Oh, my God. And look, you know what I mean? Like, this shit is, this shit, but nobody talks about it. Like, those are repercussions of these actions. But you want to know? Like, yeah, you, yeah, those, are the those, those are the people that got to deal with those are the people that got to deal with those actions because they're the ones that are the boots on exactly. the ground and they're the ones that are seeing the massacres and the violence and the killings mm-hmm. and... and and they're the ones that have kids to, being blown and they're up. the ones that have to kill people. They're the ones face to face with that yeah. stuff. You know? You gotta live with that shit. So the problem is this as well though. Um if that that's such Hold on, hold on, Chris, Chris, before you go on, nigga, turn on a light, because right now it feels like I'm talking to darkness. Charlie Murphy. You gotta have a light. Jesus Christ. And all I see is your fucking ear doing the whole thing. <laughs> Bobbing up and down. Thank God Eric John is in your car. I could have sworn you were stuck in dick. Sorry. Because all, right, uh, all I see is this. All I see is this. Right you're here. crazy. Dude. I got to fucking talk to my microphone. There's nothing I can do. Um, no, but the, the reality is that people don't talk about that subject because of what it entails. Um, the reality is that veterans in this country, even since Vietnam, and, and it's just they're treated like garbage. Um, people in this country, I've always said, are full of shit when it comes to the troops. They're always, oh, I support the troops, and I do this. And then they see a homeless veteran, and they, like, spit at him and, 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 and say, oh, get a job, or you're a bum, and all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's weird. I'm like, that's the same, that's a troop. He's just not active anymore. How could you even say that and still act like Yeah, yeah you get discarded. You get discarded. I mean, that's, that's we, me and John both know that firsthand, like. And it's and it's true. Like you listen, man. Like at the end of that's that's all. Like I was, like Jamie Fox has this joke. Like you can do whatever you want as long as you got the American flag. Like you could be waving it. You're super patriotic, but don't take my money to pay for the VA. You know what I mean? Don't don't tax me more to to give to give to the VA because what they'll sell you is oh handouts, government handouts and all this shit. Like this is the same government that'll sign an act of war, but will try to take away the rights for 9/11 people. Yep. You know, like the the first responders. This is the same government that'll sign an act of war, but won't do shit to fix the VA, and you have people dying in the, on the waiting list. Like these are things that are happening, but nobody talks about. Which is one of the, 
100% of the reason why I started this podcast. Because you ha- you got to have these conversations and put it out into the media, put it out into the world. Because what we're being told is bullshit. Like, me and John know. Like, now my brother's learning. My stepfather knows he served 20 years at Special Forces. I mean, you see the shit. And regardless of how you feel and your, your differences, you wore that uniform. You know what's going to happen yeah. after you get out. You get fucking discarded. You get institutionalized. And then you get discarded. Hey, fine, fend for yeah, yourself. Yeah, they paid this. Like, it kills me when I see a dude with a... No, don't finish your thought, man. Nah, so, I, like, I fucking hate it when I see, like, a, a, a 67-year-old person with a Vietnam Vietnam vet hat or, you know, World War II vet hat with all the pins and shit. Like, that's all they've ever... Like, it, feel, it almost feels like that's all they've ever had. And they served at a time when, like, Vietnam was absolutely despised by this country. People hated it. And when they came back, they had shit thrown on them. You know what I mean? They had tomatoes. Oh, my God, you're a baby killer and all this shit. Like, they didn't want to go there. They were told to go there. You're just following orders. It is what it is, man. It's all right, I'm going to say two things. Go ahead, oh, wait, sorry, John, go. Stop sucking your camera. Stop sucking your fucking camera's <laughs> dick, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> go ahead, John. Okay, no, so, yeah, man, like, they paint this picture for you, right? When you're going through separations or whatever, as far as the Army goes, like, mm-hmm. you go through to job fairs and you go to ACAP or it's called something else now. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They bring employers, you know, they have this big push to hire veterans, all right? Well, the big push to hire veterans is like entry-level jobs, like minimum wage kind of shit, right? And now I was, I was fortunate. Like I came home and I told my oldest son, it's like, hey, I might be going to Iraq in about eight months. And so like I only had one deployment and then I've been TDY, but I've been TDY yeah. gone six months, 10 months at a time. And uh, he's like, hey, uh, so you're leaving again? And that was it for me. I was like almost 12 years in. I got to, I got to call it. And so, but yeah. I, I made the decision you know, while I was in, I went to school, I got my degree. I, I, I figured, I think I prepared myself to, to get out. And that's not always the case. When I had soldiers, you know, mm-hmm. I would tell them, Hey, look, whatever your, your intention could be to do 20, 30 years in the army. You don't know what's going to happen because guess what? Just like any employer, if you if you're broken, if you some medical shit happens to you and you can you can't perform, army's gonna give you the boot, and then you're gonna deal with the bullshit medical benefits, trying to get your medical benefits from the VA. Say so go to school, get your degree, get your education, and prepare yourself. Because like whether that. you do two years or twenty years, you need to prepare yourself. And like you know, I I, I lived the army lifestyle. I was in almost twelve years, and even yeah. in my mind, I was just like, as much as I love the army, I love the brotherhood. Now that I got out, it's not the same. Like, I meet people, and I just, besides my friends from back home, like you and Marlon, you know, I just, it's not the same. It's, I yeah. just haven't made those, the same connections with people. And I, and I still kind of gravitate towards other veterans or some of the other active duty people yeah. that I work with. And so, um, you know, I... Because there's a, because I, I mean, I, I, could, I could give you, I could understand that. Because there's a, there's a knowledge and there's, there's an understanding between you. Because only... Only a certain group of people. I always say, like, my, my brother actually said it. I don't want to take credit for it. Like, we're the real 1%. Because we're the people who did the shit that, like, nobody else wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like, and we volunteered yeah. for it. Like, you, you got deployed. I got, I was on the plane a bunch of times. Never got the actual orders. You know what I mean? But I, I was ready to... Like, part of me feels like like half a soldier in that sense. Because, like, yo, I never got to be there. You know what I mean? Like, I lost friends over there that didn't yeah. come back. Some came back extremely yeah. fucked up. Some committed suicide, like I, you know what I mean. Like I didn't know them the first time, but I knew of them. So when you see that type of shit, 
and then they don't prepare you for anything because hey, follow orders, troop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's that's all you get. And you, but once you get out, you don't have those orders. You don't have you don't have a functional brain. It took me three years to figure out what the fuck I wanted to do. Like while I was working security, like what the fuck am I gonna do here, man? Like I had I had my life set because I was ready to do my twenty. I was good yeah. in Hawaii, chilling. I bet having a good life. <laughs> but I mean that's. Yeah, you know, like it's it's, it's tough because you're not you're not set up for success. No, you're, no, you're not, man. You know, what I mean, you're, you're yeah. You go yeah. in and and yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. Like, I want to say, go ahead, Chris. God, he looks so yeah, fucking crazy. I'm leaving all of this in on the podcast like he's too. Fucking like, are you, I swear to God, I was you you're never finished. You're just getting ready to go in. Are you like looking at yourself in the fucking like in the in the camera? Have you never seen? No, your but own I got face? these things on my eyebrows. Look. Yeah, nigga, it's called your forehead, It's like real bro. meaty, though. <laughs> it's called dirt. Wash your face, man. It's like fat. Yeah, take a fucking it's shower, crazy. Man. I got a fat forehead. All right. <laughs> All right, like two horns. things, two things. In the Army, right now, you guys sound like right. you guys were in the NFL, man. They didn't prepare you for that shit. Life after the NFL. <laughs> the bitches are gone. Your muscles <laughs> turn to fat. You guys are done, man. No, uh, but, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I agree with that. They don't prepare you. Uh, Shout out to Carmelo Anthony getting a stripper pregnant. Supposedly right. she, yeah. though, and she wasn't in. a stripper, so whatever. Uh, no, no, but for real, for real uh, 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 regarding uh, uh, the issue of vets, um, I think, you know, the vet issue, since people are so, like, high and mighty on supporting the troops, uh, is the, the most evident case of, of what's happening, that we live in a throwaway society, that we act, that we, we're truly... We're not about humans or love or the, uh, you know, like the progress of our society or the progress of our species. It's money. The government is only interested in money. Mm -hmm. They're passing legislation that is affecting everybody negatively, um, basically in, in medicine, in every single aspect of being the government is screwing people over um, and is always putting dollar signs in front of people. Education, healthcare, those used to, science, those used to be the most important things that politicians talked about. That they used to say, we need to do this for the good of our country. Through innovation, we will be the greatest country in the world. Through a healthy population we will help people but what happens now it doesn't matter if you're a, a soldier or you're a civilian they'll let you die of hunger of of sickness they don't care right now all Bottom they mind of poor of you're, a dollar poor. Sign. you're a Just dollar me. sign that's costing them welfare dollars their tax pay and then mm -hmm. what i get really pissed off about people talking about welfare being connected to our taxes that then they, they don't give a shit that the government is misappropriating all types of funds, uh, whether it be Pentagon and the mm -hmm. defense budget and all these other stupid things that are not progressing the country, but they won't pay for children's lunch in school. They won't pay for things that are vital for after, like, after it, school programs. How are we the greatest country in the world, but now you have countries that who would have thought that Germany would fucking be a beacon for like diversity and and you know like being right. accepting people and and now we we're the ones persecuting muslims and illegal immigrants and all these other people like we are the tyrannous ones now the, the donald trump literally looks like more of a nazi than all the germans it's it's insane yeah. to me it's insane but there's but that's because germany yeah. did what you know what south africa did i know south africa's fucked now right but germany like reminded 
from that moment on, they reminded every new generation the horrible shit that they did. Like they shamed them of their, yeah. they they make them ashamed of their history, and like they 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 make kids write letters to like for, like people that would have been alive today. Like that that's a that's that's kind of that's fucked all, up. That's, but, that's, that's but very you know dark. What? But fuck. But you know very what? Dark, like, yeah, awesome they make you realize that like we don't want to repeat this bullshit. Like here in the states, what do we do? Fuck, we had the civil rights movement. Get over that shit. Like, really, that's what it is. Yeah. We had slavery. They we should had make slavery. Get over it. Notes. So what if we took so what if we took this from the Native Americans? They should do that with Get American kids about the Indians and slavery. Make them yeah. write notes. But, but we don't really face but we don't really Man, face the whole country, shit just... we've done to the people in this country. And that's why like nope. we just kinda write it off as like Come on, we had civil rights. Like you yeah. just that's it. It's two thousand seventeen. What are you doing? You have a house and get over it. Oh, this country isn't racist. This country isn't racist. We oh, had a black that's president. That's the most uh, shit you can say. Hey, <laughs> or I have a black friend. Yo, have y'all seen no, no real lie. quick? I, I really wanted, no lie, no lie. Have I wanted guys? to talk about this. I had this person tell me, because uh, I posted this shit on Facebook. and got a huge argument that this person tells me, um, yo, uh, the article basically says, if you say, I don't like a black girl, that's not your preference. You're racist. Right. And I put that 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 to me is pretty much true. You know, it's OK for you to say, hey, I prefer white girls. But for you to say, I don't like black girls or any black girls, that's racist. That's racist as hell, because you're basically assuming things about black girls that, you know, you shouldn't be and not and not liking them. And then somebody tells me, oh, it's not because I assume the stereotypes. I just don't like their physical attributes. So you're basically <laughs> telling me. Don't like black people because the of the fuck? color of their skin and their physical. <laughs> Nigga, that's the epitome of a fucking racist. Like that's who you are, man. And they're like, no, I'm not. I'm like, all right, whatever, man. You're just in the you're racist and denial. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, you know what it is though. I, like, I, I'll get a lot. I'll get a lot. Like, I, I say shit. You, you guys follow me. Like, I say a lot of shit just to fuck with people's heads. You know what I mean? Like, I'll get people who say, "Oh, I can't be racist." I'll get the I have a black friend <laughs> argument. I'll get the oh why why are black people so angry? You know what I mean? Like just all these different things. It was like you know you know here here's here's the one I hate the most right when like recently we we've we've seen a, a smaller version of the of the civil rights movement with Black Lives Matter right. So everybody's like oh what would Martin Luther King say about this? Do y'all remember Martin Luther King? Like, you think he was marching for fun because he liked to walk? You know what I mean? You think he liked getting rocks rock thrown at him or being assassinated by the government? Like, how do you share his quote but then say, oh, black lives matter, all lives matter? You, you, you fucking racist. Like, you don't understand that they're the same thing? Like, I, you, you're missing this point? Like, they'll, they'll agree with it now in history's, because in history's point of view. But if Martin Luther King was alive today, they'd but be they said that about, about him when he was alive. Yeah. They said that he was a terrorist. Yeah. No, they, they said they that. Said, yeah, twenty years from now, they'll say something. They'll say something different about Black Lives Matter. But right now, they're just gonna shit on it, just like they did on Martin Luther King. Dude, I've had people literally tell me Black Lives Matter is the new KKK. Be, but because of some of the militant people that are what? displayed, right? Like the militant crazy, like right. Right. Th- those few, yeah. those those few, yeah, because th- they're there. Yes, they're there. There's there's crazy versions yeah. of absolutely everything, but KKK was an entire well, crazy I, version. Like, I really think that uh, the problem here is that when people, specifically white 
people, they hear Black Lives Matter, they start to think that it's an attack on them. I find it right. so incredibly crazy how when you see people getting up in arms about the Black Lives Matter movement, they are white. They're white, white, white people or white Hispanics who are like a little yeah. bit coconut and shit. Yeah, um, but it's, it's only that. Um, in reality, it, it's strange okay. to me. <laughs> There's some issue uh, that uh, basically it, it's, it's a racist issue that lingers from the past, from this country's history, where you have black people voicing their outrage and you have white people trying to quell them. Why is it that you see only white people having issues with with Indians having issues with uh, Indian names like the Redskins and the Cleveland Indians logo. Why is it only white people who have issues with Indians protesting that? Why is it only white people talking about illegal immigrants doing this? And of course, there's other races, specifically maybe a small part, but the majority of them are are white. White people have this issue when minorities try to stand up for their own rights and how they are viewed and, and issues that affect them because they think that they are blaming white people for it. When in reality, they're just trying to mm -hmm. voice an opinion. In reality, that white people don't understand that the fact that they, they, when, when they protest, that they, they get upset, that's in, in, it's racist. It's, it's, it's like saying that my feelings don't matter. It's it bigotry. It's all those things. Yeah, and, uh, abso absolutely. So, no, they, yeah, no, they it's, horns. it's it's crazy, man. It's a it's a dynamic. It's a dynamic. No, it is. I, I completely agree with you. Well, back, look, Black Lives Matter is not. Go ahead, John. White lives hey, don't hey. matter. It's just hey, we matter too, right? Yeah. Like this bullshit that's been going on for yeah. a long time. That's kind of it's been you know looked over. It's still going on. Right. There's still this institutionalized uh, racism. You know, the penitentiaries are filled mostly with black people. Mm -hmm. They're they're privatized. The penitentiaries are privatized. Yeah. OK, they're money making machines. Money, 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 money. And and, and, yep. and, 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 and then that goes Trump into like, you know, marijuana and, and the bullshit war on drugs and all that other stuff. Right. Not criminal and, offenses. And, and who's yeah. getting hit with that? Black people, minorities like that's who's getting hit. South Carolina. Mm -hmm. One time you get caught with marijuana in a car. It's not just you. It's anyone else that's in the car, even if they don't have it. You get hit with it. That's it. Like, you're fucking people over crazy. for not even having the cat, the fucking drug on you. Like, you're not even smoking it. You don't have it on you. Too bad. Yeah. You, you can get out of jail. You can get out of jail faster for having right? a gun and, and so, having weed. Yeah. Like, you, you will get probation for, for raping, for raping a woman, and you might be serving life for selling weed. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's that's fucking insane. Like you can have multiple counts of rape and battery and all that shit. Chris, please stop looking like, at your like, horns. He's going like he's doing it. That's right literally now. Like, I'm not doing it. Uh, wait, okay, <laughs> I wanted to say this too though because it's connected. Um, it's this lobby lobby government that we have. All this lobbying done for yeah. private prisons. I don't know if you guys know this, but when private prisons aren't completely full, they are allowed to legally sue the government for the difference. That is. A, an incentive for the government to incarcerate people so they do not have to pay those private prisons. That is that needs to change. It's actually, if I'm not mistaken, supposedly they're putting in laws to change that. I don't know how true that is, but if it still continues, like you, did you guys? Sorry, did you did you guys see the third? No, I, no, I just Netflix? added to my list. I gotta watch that. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, that shit. Like I watched it once, 
and it blew my motherfucking mind because it goes into all of this shit we're talking about. Really? Like it goes into like how they how the Thirteenth Amendment like released slavery, but they still were slaves because if you were like a vagrant, and mind you, you were a slave on a Tuesday, and on Wednesday you were free, you had nothing. So you got put right back into right. indentured servitude, and you were still a slave. Then you were arrested. Then like all this shit that comes after, dude. You guys gotta watch that shit, and we'll talk about it. It's fucking insane. It'll blow your mind, and it's the and it's from the director that that uh-huh. directed Selma. Like, dude, it's so balls deep, and she like interviews like Grover Norquist and like all these big time people who don't realize they're saying like ridiculously racist shit. Like as they're saying it, like, oh, but that's not racist. You know what right. I mean? Like that's how that's how they qualify. Have you noticed? Well, I'm not a racist. You, but, like, <laughs> you, know I mean? you gotta They'll preface it. it with that. I'm not a racist, but <laughs> yeah, they're always uh, in the yeah. I'm not a racist. Or I'm not a racist, but the most racist shit you've ever heard. Right after. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, not a racist. Exactly. I... Why do I'm not a racist? But why do why do black people have the biggest lips? Oh god damn it! Yes, you're racist. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm not a. I'm not a racist. You want to know how you know racist Beyonce. when you call them a racist and they highly dispute it and get mad and shit. Like, calm down. Just, just turn red. They turn I'm red as shit. Just I've had red. Two black friends in my life. They're probably wearing. Yeah, they're, or they're wearing a Confederate flag T-shirt and they're not racist. <laughs> Given that nobody, very few people know the history of the Confederate flag. That's not. That's not the original Confederate flag. That was only brought back in like the late '50s, early '60s to to quell. To use my boy Chris's word, the <laughs> civil rights movement. Yeah. It's fucking, no, it's fucking it, it, crazy. God damn. I didn't I didn't think our first time talking again, motherfuckers, we'd go deep <laughs> this balls deep right? to civil rights, the the yeah, Venezuelan yeah. fucking gonna, destruction that's going on. I, I think I gotta Jesus go inside. Christ. My girl might be getting mad at me. <laughs> I got a baby. Oh my yeah, you God. gotta go watch the baby. <laughs> hey man, we gotta do this again. Let's try to do this like once a month or something, man. Do like current events. Yeah, talk for about sure. whatever. Yeah, we'll talk about how Cleveland's going to win it all. all right, like, fuck, fuck Cleveland. And on that note, Yo, go fuck, fuck yourself. Go Cleveland. Right I'm serious. <laughs>